Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All Things Covered listeners and All Things Covered viewers. Oh, by the way, I can't forget, most importantly for this show, Steeler Nation Stand Up. Yes, on this episode, no other than 2021 first round draft pick, 2021 pro bowler, Najee Harris is joining us here. Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden, an outstanding entertaining conversation as he gets geared up for his second training camp with the aforementioned Pittsburgh Steelers. Road to seven starts right now stay tuned Najee let's start in the beginning right coming out of high school you was the best running back in all of high school football of course your talent your production you ended up going to Florida uh I'm sorry not Florida State let's, let's do that over Florida the, the, State <laughs> <laughs> let's do that one over oh damn boy. Yeah, I, I got Florida State we didn't even stand a chance did we stand a chance oh you went to Florida State yeah, I went to Florida State. Yeah, I, I got my jersey. That's my jersey, my, my high, uh, college jersey back there. Now I got the Steeler joint right there. Yeah, we played y'all my freshman year. That was like my first college game. In Atlanta. We had, uh, what's the guy from the Chargers? Dar- Dar- Darwin James? Yeah. Yeah, he had a really good team. And uh, y'all lost, of course. But, I mean, like, that when you was playing, they was good as hell. No question. what happened now. Man, after Jimbo left, I think. Or I don't know. Man, you know how it is. When you got a head coach and you and you let a good head coach leave, you don't know what direction you might go. Yeah. Remember, Bama was trash before they got saved. You don't were remember they? that. Yeah, no, were they? That. Yeah, because I didn't even no, take when I came out of high school. When I came out of high school, they were trash. Before Saban got there, Bama was trash. I didn't take a trip to Alabama. Like. Oh, yeah, because I guess they got good around 09. Is that what it was? Before, before like, like Saban's second year was is what turned the corner. I think he, I think, so I, I, I played against Saban my rookie year. Right? I played against, I played, they were six and seven. Yeah. Seven years. So I played against Saban when he was at Dolphins my rookie year. 07 was his first year at Alabama, I think. I'll tell you what, I don't know nothing about Alabama football, to be dead ass honest with you. I, I was more of a USC, the real USC, not South Carolina. Southern yeah. California. I was more of them type of fan. You know what I mean? I really didn't know nothing about Alabama. It's not until like I really start saying like I start getting offers. And I was like, oh man, I could, I could pick now. I didn't, I was, you know, I didn't know I was gonna get that much offers, but and then I looked into Alabama and I saw they like that's like they was like, man, that's the best competition over there in SEC. So I was like, oh, okay, bet. Well, let me go there. Well, I can tell you this much. 
In 2003, Alabama was four and nine. You don't remember a, that? Yeah, I mean, 2003. So head coach yeah, then. I was born in 1998. Yeah, you, you, you was a jit. You was a legit <laughs> jit then. So in 2003, I was a junior. Mike Shuler was the head coach then. You probably don't even remember Mike Shuler, right? Now, I know Mike Shuler. I know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So when I came out of high school in 2000, I was the number one corner in America. I didn't even tell. I didn't even think about going to Alabama. Yeah, it's different now. It's different now because of guys like yourself and other guys who came before you that went through Tuscaloosa and just left their footprints there forever. One thing I want to well, highlight. What, uh, go ahead. What you say? I said I'll tell you what. It's more different now because now you get paid. So so now oh, it's man. even more different. Hey, could, could you imagine if you were in Alabama hey. right now? Yeah, that would be crazy, dog. These folks is getting. I mean, I'm happy for them too. But listen, my my. My 2017 class at Alabama, I mean, Saban said it. He said, like, you know, we're probably the best recruiting class he had. And, like, you know, he said that us and maybe Julio Jones class. So, so I wanted to ask you about that. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. So for our listeners and our viewers who might not remember exactly was in your uh, 2017 class. So get this, guys. Guys and girls who are checking us out on YouTube and listening to us on your podcast platform. That class that Najee is referring to, they had eight first-rounders. Eight first-rounders. They had a Heisman Trophy winner, and I think you had three other Heisman finalists. So the first-rounders were Tua, Wills, Ruggs, Judy, Smith, Jones, Leatherwood, and Najee. And in totality, y'all had 17 draft picks. So I'm asking you this, and there's a lot you can kind of digest with this topic, but do you think that 2017 class from Alabama was the best recruiting class ever? Oh, ever? Ever. You got, you had 17 get drafted. You had eight first rounders and you had a Heisman winner and you had three other Heisman finalists. Wasn't you talking about during the U with like when the U was around too? I'm talking about, yeah, as, as long as so you was born in 98. So I know you, your memory, college memory, don't go back as far as mine or some other football fans. But as long as you remember, when you look at going back to the Miami days, you know, some of the guys that were part of prolific yeah, recruiting classes, you know, even SC, you know, as you say, the real SC, Southern California, when you look at some of the other blue blood universities, your 2017 class, I mean, yeah, we like, we match up. I think we match up to them. I think we match up to, to all like the top recruiting classes. Um, but I feel like I feel like that's a that's that's a question that could be answered maybe like three more years down the line. Because how I see it is like, yeah, we did good in college, but I want to see if that translate over to the NFL. And like, mm. like, because Miami, like you know, they had I don't know what class was Frank Gore and Ray Lewis and all and Ed Reed and all them boys and Clinton Porters when they had all them yeah. boys. They are they all weren't in the same class though. That's the oh, they thing. weren't in the same class. Like, like, yeah, Frank Gore was younger than Clinton Porters. Frank oh, Gore okay. was younger than McGahee. And of course, you know, Ray was older than all of them. The unique thing about your class, Najee, all you guys signed together. I, in it. I, I can't, I don't know about who was all another club, but I, I would say all of like, like we was for surely the, the top. I mean, you know, it was like he said, it was me, Ruggs, Judy, Smitty, yeah, Mac Jones, Tua, Alex Leatherwood, Jedrick Willis. Freaking yeah. Xavier McKinney was in that class. Xavier McKinney. You had Dylan Moses. Yes. Um, you had uh, what well, the first round is this year? 
We have we had we had Phil. He went to the Red. We had Lincoln out. It was seventeen. It was a total of seventeen. It was a lot of us. It was a lot it was, of. Us. It was. It's, it's, I'm, I'm gonna tell you like this. In my personal opinion, like I said, my football mind goes back further than yours because I'm older. But when I think about guys who signed together that balled on the collegiate level and then went on and got drafted high, I don't think there's another class. I I, I don't think so. For our historians I mean, that are checking us out, would, I mean, if you if you feel like there's a class that's better than this 2017 class, put it in our comments. Let us know what you think. But I think yeah. personally, I think your class, and think about this, Najee, how many of those guys are starting in the National Football League? You start, tour, every, everyone. I think all of them, man. That's the thing. All, all yeah. you guys are starting playing significant time for the respectable organization. I'll tell, you this, man. I'll tell you this. I remember back in practice when we all came in, bro, it was times where they told us, like, our twos is better than our ones. And the twos was all freshmen. It was all us. Like, twos. They would, they would, we, were, we were scrimmaging. They were like, man, bruh, the twos is better than the ones. God damn it. So it Who wasn't all until, on the ones? Like, yeah, it, it wasn't until, like, everybody in the world, country knew until we played Georgia in the championship game and they threw in like me, Tua, Judy, Smitty, Smith, Devontae Smith, um, it was X, it was, it was Dylan Moses, yeah, Jedrick. You had like, you had like damn near like already them 17 people playing rookie year in that right. national championship game, we came back on with with freshmen. With freshmen. And if you guys don't make that change, y'all probably don't win that championship with playing the freshmen that you mentioned. Yeah. That's a yeah. wild story. Talking about a championship, describe what Nick Saban is like after winning a national championship. You won two. You won two with him. Yeah. Um, how is he like after after a championship? You know, he. You know, obviously he's excited, but you know, I I tell you what, bro. He's he like it's it's all fun and games. It's, it's fun. You know, we won. We finished the year. I remember we went undefeated my last year. You know, but man, I went to win the office. I was talking to one of the coaches and it was like, well, I guess we got to go back to recruiting. So like after we won, they went back to recruiting and everybody went on the visits and stuff. Like it never happened though. You know what I mean? And everybody just went right back to work. You know what I mean? We just, all, all you see is pictures and it's just memories now. After that day's over, you know, it's a 24 hour rule, a 24 hour rule. You just enjoy the win for 24 hours and then you're right back to work. Mm -hmm. So like he won and then, the next day, he went straight to the drawing board and was thinking about, you know, how can you bring players in and what can you do better next year, even if we went undefeated. Wow. I mean, that, that's why he's been so successful. You know, short-term memory when it comes to celebrating, let's get back to the task at hand, which is winning and competing for championships. Uh, one yeah. thing I'd I, I like to, uh, you know, hit, hit you with uh, your draft party was unlike anyone else's party i ever seen. You know, for you guys don't know the story, Najee spent his draft night at a homeless shelter where you spent some time growing up. Uh, what did you think about that moment? You know, what did you think about that particular moment? And what did that moment mean to the people that was there for you? I mean, with that moment, my idea was that was, was just, you know, always trying to give back to people, um, especially people who helped me out when I was, when I, when I didn't have nothing. So, uh, it was hard to help him out when I was in college because the NCAA rules, they trying to, you know, it, 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 it was, it was dumb to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. the, the stuff that I couldn't do because, and I wasn't trying to profit off of nothing. I was just trying to give them stuff, but he had to go through all these guidelines, do all these things. So I was, I was kind of upset that I couldn't help 
nobody out because of the it's, I was in NCAA and the stupid ass rules they had placed upon us upon the players. But after that was after I was done with NCAA, I went back to there, um, and you know I was doing little things that here and there, doing food, you know, doing the stuff I can. I was saying I was seeing what's some, what's some some of the stuff you guys went renovated, um, and then um, I was like, yeah, I got a draft party. It's gonna be in Oakland. But and then I was talking, I was like, oh, okay, that'll be cool. Maybe I was like, maybe you guys can bring some of the kids. And they was like, nah. Oh, then it was like uh it was like something with uh it was that was COVID time too. So it was something with COVID, and then there was like mm-hmm. you know, transportation and all that stuff, and it was a busy time. So I was like, all right, well, maybe it'll be cool if we have it here or we can do something here. And you know, I was they said that was a good idea. So um I proceeded with that plan and uh had my own little little uh little I had like kind of two draft parties in Oakland in there. But the thing mm-hmm. about there is, is I did not want it to make it be socialized on social media off the fact that I didn't want, you know, it, it's, it's people who live there. Like when I was there, like I, I wanted, I didn't want, it was a tough time for me. So I, I didn't want to be on social media and all that. So I didn't have no, I said, you know, no cameras, no nothing here. I didn't want it to be like nothing. You know I mean, I just wanted to be just for them to, you know, have some food there, you know, watch, just have a little party. You know I mean, and then I guess, I don't know how it came out, but some people was like, I, oh, I guess some people hit them up, um, some news stations and was like, and they called me, the people at Grip was like, you know, Najee, there's some news stations I want to be here. And I was like, nah, nah, I was like, nah, don't, don't do that. I want to make sure it's okay with the with the people there. And they was like, well, no, we're, we're fine. We actually want it. It'll actually help us out with uh, with donations and, and, cha- and, you know, just, and help us with, with uh, people do- donating stuff. I was like, you sure? I was like, just, just make sure you double check with everybody in the building. So I came back to me the next day and they double checked. They said, it's all good. And I, I called KP and I was like, that's, that's one of my good friends, uh, people, my good friends. And then I was like, what do you think, KP? You think we should do this? And he was like, yeah, man. It's, it's all, all, all media, you know, it's good media for this. So I was like, all right, cool. Man, I came there, man, before the draft. Man, it was a goddamn press conference. It was hella goddamn <laughs> people there. I was like, I was like, it was, it was ESPN. It was overtime. Bleach Report, goddamn, the, the KTV Channel 2 News. It was this news station. I was like, <laughs> bro, I, they had a goddamn podium for me to talk to. I'm like, bro, what the hell? Yeah. I was like, bro, are y'all cool with all this? I was like, yeah. They were like, yeah, yeah. Wow. So that's, someone leaked the information and that's how it became like a, a media special. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess one news station told another news station or something and then I already had media with me, so that my media came because they was doing my other draft party. And then ended up being ended up being hella people there, bro. It was hella people, fans too. I'm like, what? I'm like, what the hell? Like, I didn't even know it was Alabama fans in California. It was people with Alabama <laughs> jerseys on. Like, what the heck? Man, but that was that definitely was a cool experience. You know, you're one of one when it comes to you know having your draft party in a place you don't usually see. And I and I'm pretty sure the people that were there, the facility you used. Uh, definitely were very, very thankful for that consideration and that thought becoming a reality. Uh, but t- take us through the call. I remember how how my experience was when the Steelers called me, you know what I mean? But for you in the first round, with a lot of experts and analysts feeling like the Steelers would target a running back, how was your call? Who actually, what was the, who, which, who was the first voice you heard on the opposite end of the phone? Was it Mike T? Was it Kevin Cobra? Who was it? Who was the first person uh, on the Steelers or who was the first person to congratulate oh, me? 
on the Steelers. Like when you answered the phone, who voice was it? It was Mike Tomlin's voice. Oh, okay, how was that experience? It was funny though. I, I, I tell you this though, I talked to Snoop Dogg before I talked to the Steelers. <laughs> you say what? I talked to Snoop Dogg before I talked to the Steelers. How's that? I do not know. He congratulated me <laughs> before the Steelers. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Bro. Snoop called you first? I kid you not, bro. Snoop, I think, oh, cause he's cool with my, so with my agent and he's like, hey, it's Snoop Dogg. It's like, Snoop Dogg? <laughs> it's like, oh, what's up, bro? Cause you know, Snoop a big, a big Steelers fan. And yeah. you know, mm-hmm. this big on Snoop, Snoop. Me, me and Snoop pretty cool now. Uh, but yeah, man, he, I mean, congratulate me. Then I talked to Mike Tomlin. Then, uh, then, then I couldn't hear him, right? Couldn't hear him because my damn family kept yelling. They was all drunk as hell off paternity. If you have paternity, don't do it. You know, black folks, they always, you know, they always come up with something crazy. You know, at Patron and Hennessy, that was all faded, right? So I was like, hey, calm down. I'm trying to hear him. They hung up on me. Still is, huh? Still, is, still is hung up on me. Man, stop. Are you me. serious? I swear, but they hung up on me. I was like, like, God damn, I told y'all to be quiet. And it was all, so I had to walk out. And like, Najee, like, can you hear? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, my fault. Like, oh. But somebody act like you don't know, the Mike T, you know, like, somebody act like you don't know who this is, blah, blah. And uh, <laughs> I had to do press conference, interviews and stuff like that. But it was a it was a fun night, man. I'll tell you what, though. I did not, I did not, um, not saying I didn't expect it, but, you know, I'm glad off that you know, the Steelers organization selected a running back in the first round. Cause you know, you know, there's people saying, you know, I was the worst pick, you know, um, you know, running back should be picked in the first round. You know, you mm-hmm. can't really, uh, you know, it's not a good investment, um, stuff like that. But, you know, for the Steelers to, the Steelers, uh, you know, Mr. Rooney, Colbert, Mike T, you know, and everybody in the building to agree on like, you know, we're going to select this running back in the, in the, in the first round and, you know, and I, I appreciate that. And I, and I would always I would always show appreciation and, and respect the organization just about the fact that they did something like that to trust me to um to, to trust the running back too, you know. So yeah. uh, I always think I always thinking for that. You know, I, I won that um that, that rookie award at Joe all, Green, the Joe Green yeah, Award. Joe Green award. Yep. And I and I just gave another appreciation for them. You know, just about the fact that they they trusted me and um and, and being that guy for yeah. And, and talking about your rookie campaign, man, you jumped into a prominent role in the NFL much quicker than you did in college. How did Bama and the SEC prepare you to make an impact right away as a pro? Well, I don't think I, I don't think it, you can you can say college did that. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think at the end of the day, it, it comes down to the player. You know, it, it's, it's how much the player wants to be good It's how much will does a player have? You know, does this player want to be? that type of guy. Cause there's a lot of guys, you know, who had the same thing in college and they didn't translate to the NFL. You know what I mean? True. Just because of the fact that I guess, you know, I don't think it's, it's so much organizations. It just comes down to the player at the end of the day. It's how good you want to be. So, you know, Alabama shaped me a lot in ways that, you know, I, I, I learned more of the X's and O's of, 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 of football blocking, you know, how important blocking is for a running back. You know, I didn't, I didn't really have a running back coach until college. Um, so, you know, me learning all that stuff, you know, saving, you know, I, I used to go to the office a lot and tell Saban, you know, what's some things I need to work on? And, you know, he'll pull up some film and then he'll break it down to me and all this stuff. Every year 
every year I'll go to Saban and be like, what's some things I need to work on? Because Saban watches, he watches all tons of film on us. So, you know, for me to do that and for me to, to, to go to NFL and, you know, they place that, that, that burden on me to be like, you know, the guy um, and to be the vocal point of the offense. Um, I appreciate that, man. I'll, I'll, that's something I wanted even in college, but I know, you know, we had a, we, like I said, we had that good team. So it, it didn't, it didn't need to, we didn't need to do that, but you know, um, Ben leaving, you know, we knew that and with us, uh, there was retirements that we didn't know about that was going to happen on the, with the old line. So it was a new old line. It was a new team, you know, we were shaping a new team. So all that stuff that happened, um, I was happy that, that I could have been that guy. Yeah. And you only played with, you mentioned Big Ben. You played with Big Ben only one year, but what did you learn from him in that one season? What did I learn? Is there anything that you, you picked up on or, or the conversations you, you guys had in your rookie campaign that can, you know, follow you throughout your professional career? In the conversations we had, Conversations we had was, was more of so much of like conversations we don't need to get discussed. How about that? <laughs> hey, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. What? Well, uh, I got Well, this is a, a, a unexpected question because at the time no one thought it was a big deal, uh, but now it's kind of a big deal with the unexpected news. You know, how does it feel knowing that you were the last Steeler to score a touchdown in Heinz Field? Yeah, man, that, that, that was dope. Uh, do you still have the football? Yeah, I do. I do. I got to find out which which one what was it. Uh, you got to get that painting. Huh? You got to get that yeah, painting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, man, I got, I, got, I got a pretty cool man cave with all the footballs and stuff. I, I got I to, gotta, so I got to find out which one is it, though. And uh, maybe I could sell that ball for a lot, though, huh? Ooh, that's a good prop right there. Maybe I could sell that ball for some change, huh? I was like, look at this the last Hinesfield touchdown ball. Fit that thousand off rip right now. No question. No I question. Need 50 bands. No question. And speaking of actually, that, make sure, actually, make sure you put that on your podcast. Actually, say not just selling his football. That's what we're going to do. Touchdown, yeah, for fifty thousand, starting off. That that that's what we're going to do. Bidding war. Uh, it's going to be a big time bidding war, just with yeah. Steeler fans alone. Yeah, I need to pay some bills, anyways. How how you feel? Do you do you play Madden at all? No. You heard about your rating? I'm 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 yeah yeah yeah. What you think about your rating? Like I like I like I tell people, man, just kids have fun. You know what I mean, but you know, a lot of adults play it too, right? Adults have fun too. Goddamn, everybody have fun. Look, that, but look you know what, Najee? Can I say no, what you no, don't no, want to no, say? No, let me let me vent here, actually, because yeah, I, I, so I wasn't I wasn't tripping at first until because I'm like, oh, man, like it's whatever. Like I'm more worried about the season. But then I had to come back and be like, hold the hell up. <laughs> they didn't even put me in the top 10 for breaking tackles. God damn it. I broke hella tackles. Oh, can you see my eyes? I broke hella tackles. We see that it. goddamn year. And they didn't put me in the top 10. You, I was stiffed like, on, you stiffed on a whole lot of people. Man, stiff arm, even, even against the Vikings when I had to break five tackles to get one or two yards for the first down. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, man, so, like. Let me let me read the list. Man, off for, you know who's doing for, these Madden ratings? People who never played football. 
right. So, so correct. Your final rating was like, was it in the high seventies or low eighties? I didn't think so. Huh? What, what it was? Cause, cause the top. Okay. So Derek Henry had 97, Christian McCaffrey, 96, Nick Chubb, 90, 96, Jonathan Taylor, 95, Cook, 94, Mixon, 93, Kamara, 90, Aaron Jones, 89, Austin Eckler, 88, Zeke Elliott, 88, Josh Jacobs, 87, Leonard Fournette, 87, Kareem Hunt, 86, Saquon Barkley, 86. They gave Saquon Barkley 86? Yeah. And they kept you pushing had 85. McCaffrey and they yeah, kept pushing 85. McCaffrey at, damn. Christian McCaffrey at 96. And, and they gave Saquon at 80 what? Yeah, he's ahead of you. They gave Kareem Hunt and Saquon Barkley. They both got 86. You got 85. Whoa, I ain't gonna lie. How you feel you about that? To, could, you, could you lower your camera for us a little bit? Oh, no, you yeah. gotta, I think you gotta, I think you gotta bump up uh, Saquon. I like Saquon. I'm a, I'm a Saquon fan, but hey, man, I don't, I, I don't really care about rating, to be honest with you. That's what, I mean, you already motivated, but just a little more motivation for, you know, for, for the Madden, the, the Raiders of the Madden game, so they can, they kind of disrespect you, especially with the break tackle. Yeah, the break tackle thing was, 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 a, was kind of an eye-opener, but I, I do not care. <laughs> I do not care, but to be honest with you, I do not hey, care. Hey, we, we, the true Steelers know your worth. We yeah. know your value. Hey, man, yeah, because I don't know, man. I, you know, there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of disrespect. But I tell you what, though, man, because we had it was a it was a it was a tough year for us. You know, what I mean, mm -hmm. off the fact that, you know, it was a lot of new faces there um, playing too, offense and defense. You know, there's a lot yep. of rookies. But what I'm what what I most like, you know, tip my hat off. And, you know, I always tell myself that I'd be like, man, no other rookie. And, and I, 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 I say this proudly, no other rookie offensive rookie. Kind of had to do what I did and I was like kind of have the team rely on you in a way of making points and making plays like yeah. you know you can go anywhere you want you can go like with I don't know who was who was some top rookies this year you know uh, this past you? year uh, yeah Mac Jones I mean, for the Patriots yeah like Mac Jones for the Patriot like Waddle know. Waddle heck I can yeah. just get Jamar yeah, Chase like, Devontae yeah, Smith yeah, yeah. yeah. None of them really had to rely on that just that one player. You know what I mean? Like there was yeah. there was games when they told me like Najee, like look, bro, you are gonna have to do all this right here. Like that was some conversations me and Ben had. They said like Najee, bro, we we're gonna rely on you a lot. So like you need to like like if 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 I don't make a good run or something, I'll get cussed out at. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like like so a lot of stuff had to rely on me. No other rookie, and no matter how well they say like I had all these carries, it was like that was a method of us winning. And it was, yeah. a, it was a time where we won like five or six games in a row when I had 25 plus carries. And when I didn't, you know, what I mean, we, we would lose. That was like the actual thing. Um, mm -hmm. Statistic. You know, what I mean, and so how like, was your body like? How did your body hold up with the amount of work you had in front of you? It was good. You were good. I, I ain't nothing. Yeah, I ain't nothing. I, I, I train every day. I have no life. I train every day. Look, I'm, you know what? <laughs> I'm in the work middle of a training right now. Actually, after I'm done with this, I'm going to work out on the field right now. I have wow. nothing to do with my life. I train every single day. Uh, I've probably trained too much, but, you know, that stuff right there, of, you know, having that, that workload on you, it was nothing I haven't had before. Like, I, yeah. I wanted to have more carries, to be honest with you. 
It doesn't like affect it. me on the fact that I train my body to withstand that type of stuff. And one thing, too, people don't realize you had so many touches catching the football, running the football with no fumbles. Yeah. That's huge. That's one thing that Alabama – okay, that, I'll give Alabama credit for that one. Alabama, you know, they're – if you even coach, – Coach Huff, Coach Saban, they, they will get on me. And anybody, you know, ball, ball carriers, if you guys fumble the ball, then, like, you know, it's kind of like – that's that's the – you could have – they say you could have 230 yards. Oh, that's I did, actually. I had like 248 yards, five touchdowns, and one fumble. And they said that one fumble will affect well, – they don't care about the game. It, it affects everything that you did good or anything that you do. That, that, wow. that one little fumble. You know what I mean? So, at their Alabama, they take that seriously. Like, you know, if, if I'm even like walking around with the ball low or if I'm even like – if I'm going through a hole and it's mm-hmm. clogged and, you know what I mean, you got the ball low or you're swinging it out, anything, I'll get – but I'll get in trouble a lot. So, you know, that's just with anybody in Alabama. Yeah. So I took that to the NFL knowing that nowadays people don't tackle the ball carrier. They just tackle the ball, you know, because so uh, so you got to train yourself to mentally, you know, have good ball security. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing you talked about training, you train all the time. But Najee, how annoying is it to hear your weight be discussed so much by reporters and then they report the wrong weight on you? Yeah, man, I, I think they were just bored because Ben retired, so they had nothing to talk about. So somehow it changed to me and my weight. I was like, so they they, they try to say something like uh, me and Jerome Bettis. I was like, <laughs> you know, I was like, damn, like these are fake <laughs> reporters telling me this too. No, nah, I'm playing. Uh, but now, nah, but you know, my um my weight, I mean. I played at 242 last year. I'm like, I weighed in like at 244 maybe during OTAs. Like, I have no fat. I'm complete. Like, my, my bod pod is, is, there's like, I have the lowest percent of fat. I, every every year is the same. So, like, there's no fat for me. Mm-hmm. I have, just, it's just straight muscles. So, you know, maybe that, maybe, I, maybe, maybe I, I, I did take it out of proportion because I look at myself every day. You know, obviously, yeah. I'm, you know, I trained, so maybe like, you know, and they haven't seen me in a minute, so maybe they came back and was like, oh, he got kind of bigger. But I was like, you know, I, I, I see myself, so maybe they see two different things, so. Yeah. I mean, I don't I think, think they'll say hey. Did they say I was fat? Yeah, they was kind of saying that, yeah. Oh, they was, hold on, they were saying I was fat? No, I'm just joking. I don't know if they actually said that, but they said oh, you, know, you kind of gained some weight. <laughs> hey, I like the new face mask, by the way. That's what you're going to rock this season? A face mask? The, the one you had in OTAs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's dope. With the black visor? No, nah, I'm going no visor this year. Are you going no visor? Strictly business. Yeah, I want to see motherfuckers' eyes. Oh, oh, I like that. I like that. And Mike T has, you know, spoken extremely high, uh, highly about you as a player on and off the football field in regards to the team expectations for this upcoming year. But what are your expectations in year two for you? What do you What do you see yourself getting done? Uh, yeah, man, me, you know, I need to become more of a vocal leader. You know, I need mm-hmm. to speak up more often. I need to have uh, – I need to be more confident in the plays that I'm running. Um, if you know your plays and, you know, you, you be more confident in things that you're doing, you, you, you play faster. So I need to do that. I need to um, – man, I just need to prove to myself, like, you know, I'm, I'm one of the top guys in the NFL for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I already think I am, but, you know, to, to consistently do that every year, I think that's a challenge that – 
that I need to uh, take and uphold, um, you know, for me to consistently be that type of guy and not just have like one year fall off and then come back. You know, I want to have a consistent year when I'm like that type of guy. So, you know, I don't want to lose. I don't, I don't want, I don't want to lose my hunger. So mm-hmm. that's something that's, that's why I train a lot. Um, and, you know, that's why this, this, this next upcoming year is, is going to be really important for me because, you know, I, I, I think, you know, last year it was kind of like, you know, an appetizer of what yeah. I really could become. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that, that I need to work on. There's a lot of things that I haven't worked on. Um, so, you know, I just really just perform it all next year. Hey, I'm right there with you. I'll probably draft you in fantasy football, too. So I'm just throwing that out there. So no pressure. Hey, man, listen, man. Pressure makes diamonds. <laughs> no doubt. Last question before we jump to the superlative part of the show. The two quarterbacks on the top two quarterbacks, well, not the top two quarterbacks right now because Mason is still number two. But you have two new faces at the quarterback position that were not on the team last year, Mitch Trubisky and, of course, first-rounder Kenny Pickett. What do you expect from that quarterback battle throughout training camp? Well, I expect it to be uh... – fun to watch like, i like a lot of competition i like boxing and i like one-on-one battles mm-hmm. um so i think that in that room is always there's all type of, you know all type of one-on-one battles you know mason with mitch mitch kenny you know what i mean who throws a better ball who takes who, who's more confident who's more calm on the pressure you know what i mean who's going to be that guy uh and competition brings out the best in all of us so no doubt. i think that during otas or during this camp right here, we got Latrobe. Not only are they gonna, are we gonna see, but the fans are gonna see too. Cause you know, there's a lot of, gonna be a lot of fans there. I heard. I've never been there, but oh yeah, Latrobe gonna be. Gonna, hey, Latrobe gonna be nice. Yeah, I heard it's boring as hell though. But it is it boring. Matter. It's nothing but football. Yeah. But <laughs> and fans gonna be there every day. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. Tuesday, you you you're gonna think Steeler fans don't work. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> yeah, but you <laughs> know. Hey, who you think gonna come out on top of this quarterback battle? Shoot, me, Wildcat. Wildcat. That's it. Yeah, me. I think I am. Oh, you could think no, you do. Okay. I I don't know who is man. Like I don't. I, I think that Mike T and and all and Canada and all them boys, you know, was gonna make a a good decision of who could be the guy. But you know, me personally, I don't know. I don't know because they're in OTAs. It's, you know, there's there's no there's no pads. Nobody's yeah. really flying around like that. But when there is pads on and, and stuff and stuff's happening, you know, the you know my team and and the defense got got their stuff going on. They're disguising all the looks and stuff. I think that's really going to separate one from each other. You know, they're no all doubt. good guys. They're all good players. But during this camp, when we got pads on and and things and the bullets start flying, then you're going to be like, okay, now that's our <laughs> guy, and that's not. Yeah. You can easily see that. You can spot that early exactly. too. Seven oh seven on that during OTAs. It's like it's there's there's nobody blitzing. No, there's no line. So it's like everybody anybody can make a good throw. Kind of, yeah. you would hope so because you're NFL quarterbacks. The most you can do is throw a, a deep ball in the out route with no pressure. I mean, you should be calm the whole time. But it's when the when the blitz is coming. You got TJ coming off the edge. You got Cam up the middle. You got Tyson. You know what I mean, breaking this guy. You got the you got Devin and. And everybody blitzing. You got Minka blitzing. You got anybody disguising all these looks. You got this fake, like this cover two look right here, but it's really not. And that safety backs up into the middle, and now it's cover three. Now it's like, okay, yeah. now you're reading all of it. Now it's like, all right, that's real football right there. Now let's see who's the guy. You know what I mean? No doubt, no doubt. 
All right, before we let you go, we're going to transition to the superlative part of the show. I call this the two-minute two drill, right? So for you, offensively, you got to score a touchdown. Can't settle for a field goal to win this ball game. So I'm going to hit you with pressure-like questions. I want your honest, unbiased answer. You ready for this? Yeah. Rapid fire. Most hated division rival is who? Who is you hate in the division the most? Yeah, the AFC North. Who do you hate the most? You got the Ravens, you got the Browns, you got the Bengals. Nobody. Nobody. No. You got to hate somebody. You want to hate none of them? You like all of them? I hate, I guess I hate everybody that I play against, right? No, I'm talking about the AFC North teams who you see twice a year. You you don't hate you don't hate the Bengals, you don't hate the Ravens. I just want to win. I really don't care about none of that stuff. No. Okay. Well, how was it seeing Cincinnati get to the Super Bowl? Did you like that? It wasn't me, so no, of course I didn't like it. Exactly. But at the okay. same time, I'm mean, at the same time, you know, I tip my hat off when 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 somebody did something good. You know, they had a good team that year. I got my I tip my hat off, you know what I mean? But when we play each other, I'm trying to win. You know, they we was out, they won. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, no I'm doubt. not gonna punch the air and say, "Damn it!" You know I mean, I'm gonna say like, "All right, man, this is what we need to do. We need to find out a way to get better, and beat them next year, or beat you know, beat anybody next year." You know, what I mean, not and get to and get to where they were. Exactly. Okay, and the Super Bowl this year is in Arizona, Glendale. Yeah, Arizona. I think it is. Yeah, cause, yeah, because they got a uh, they got a new stadium, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, yep. it's not new. It's not super new, but of course, yeah. you know. It's been and out I think for after that, it's going to be in Las Vegas, which is going to be crazy. But let's yeah, not why don't you go, why don't let's you go to the next two? Huh? Yeah, I know. Why don't let's you go to the people. next two? The next two Super Bowls, why don't you go and play them? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got the Bengals first game, so that, that's all we're worried about. Yeah. No question. No question. All right. Favorite thing about Steeler fans? They're crazy as hell. And they love their Agreed. team. Agreed. Yes. They're crazy as hell and they love their team. Yeah. Yes. Uh, best piece of advice you received from Marshawn Lynch. Save your chicken, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, this is a good one for you. Alabama's top three running backs ever. Uh, I'll say Sean Alexander. Yep. Um, uh, oh, wait, I broke all the records, huh? So I got to be in there, right? Yeah, so you got to be in there. Yeah, I broke, I, broke, I broke all the records. Receiving, rush, no, well, receiving touchdowns, rushing, total touchdowns, total yards. I'm just going to put that out there, though. But uh, Derek Henry, too, I guess. Sean, yourself, and Derek. Myself. Uh, Sean. And Derek, yeah. yeah. Okay, I like that list. All right, last question for you. Craziest thing you heard on a recruiting trip, and was, was it at UCLA? <laughs> you funny as hell. I'm not going to talk about that again. You talking about that Jim Moore stuff? Yes. Tell us, was that the craziest thing you heard on your, any of your recruiting trips? No. I, you heard something crazier than that? I've been around the most craziest stuff you could think of. Like, literally, like, from celebrities to, like, shit on the streets. Like, bro, no, that was not. What, okay, so can, I want to hear the craziest thing, but can you tell us what you heard from Jim Moore on your UCLA visit? Let the fans know. No, our listeners know exactly what he said. Because somebody brought that up, and that was about like five years ago. Somebody brought that up now, and if people keep tagging me in it, and I hate when people tag me and stuff, I'm not about to talk. What they were tagging this. you saying? What they were saying? I forgot because it, somebody brought it up, like probably last year, right? Uh huh. Yeah, I don't. So I mean, that was 
They were well, saying. I'm gonna I tell them what they got brought up again. I don't know yeah. how I got brought up again, but I. But it was during the season. I was kind of like, that's random as hell. Like, the heck, it was the most randomest thing. But well, Jim Moore told Najee, he reportedly knows who killed Tupac. Now, I don't know if that was part of the recruiting pitch to kind of get you to go to UCLA, but clearly didn't work. So he's the only person that knows who killed Tupac, right, Najee? According to Jim Moore. Next question. Next question. Well, what's the craziest thing you heard? What craziest thing I heard? Yeah, on any of your recruiting trips. You say you got a bunch of stories. What's like the craziest thing you remember? I don't even think it's legal to say. Is that crazy? Of course. What I wouldn't say is crazy to me if it, if, if it's it's like, not even legal to say. Well, we're gonna let that one be then. Let that yeah. let that lay where, where it's laying. Yeah. Hey, well, hey, Najee, man, I appreciate you for your time. Uh for, forget what Madden is saying. Najee's one of the best running backs in the National Football League. Go ahead and print the t-shirts right now. Uh two-time national champion, uh 2021 first round pick by the Pittsburgh Steelers, 2021 Pro Bowler. You can follow him on Instagram at Najee underscore Harris and on Twitter at Najee 22 on Twitter. And before we let you go, uh, over a month ago, you had your first annual football camp. Tell us a little bit about that experience for you. And is that something you would like to keep going throughout your professional career? Yeah, man. Um, so last month on the 25th, I had my first camp. Um, it was supposed to be 300 spots right and mm-hmm. that got sold out in like the first about 50 minutes maybe so end up being 500 kids I, wow you know, it, was, it was crazy yeah it was it was 500 kids so those hella kids who didn't have shirts they was out there just thugging which i like uh-huh. you know the grind so you know um it was it was it was a good it was a good it was a good camp man i, I had uh, all free food there i had um i, I had some tacos my, my brother has some tacos and my friend. Where was it located at? Where did you do it at? Oh, it's, it's in Antioch, California, where I went okay. to high school at. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah. Some food there. Uh, we had some guest speakers. My academic advisor from the U- University of Alabama, she came to speak about, you know, just how important academic is. Not Nothing about the school, just about mm-hmm. how important academic is. And if you guys have any questions about, you know, what's some courses you need to take to get to college, you know, she was there to talk about that. Um, and... Yeah, it was a good time. I had some friends. I had some guys. Marshawn was there. Um, Josh Johnson was there. Um, you know, my my teammate Alex Leatherwood, Drez, it was all there from Alabama. Um, it was it was a good turnout, man. It was it was a, a really really big turnout. We had some prizes at the end, and you know, all the kids got home safe. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. And is there any any place where you know some of the listeners and, and viewers that are checking us out can? you know, get ready for next year's camp. When that time comes, you have a website, you have information in regards to keeping Oh, yeah, updated. I have a website. Yeah, I, I have a website. Um, it, It's, it's Najee.net. Um, okay. We got a lot of, some, some of my clothes are sold there. Uh, all my clothes are sold there. Um, charity events and events that I have upcoming. But uh, if you guys got me on social media, I post about it a lot. I think I'm going to have one in Pittsburgh. Um, I'm going to have one in Pittsburgh. And, of course, I'm going to do one back home in California. Mm-hmm. I just got to find out what, what's, what's the days I could do it again. Um, okay, I'm trying to do a, I'm trying to do a camp out the country. Like I went to Mexico for that uh, for a camp out there actually that uh, uh, play sixty I think it's called I, I forgot what's called. That was yeah. the funnest thing I ever had playing with those kids, you know. And they taught me how to play soccer and stuff. I yeah. suck. They, hey, they, 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 they love they American clean. football in Mexico, by the way. 
Yeah, they do, man. Yeah. Um, they actually, they're, they're shout out to their women's to their women's flag football team. Yeah, I think they just beat America. Uh, they beat USA. Wow. Okay. That's dope. Well, out of the country experience coming up for Najee, man. So keep everybody in tap with that. You said you might do one in Pittsburgh. Of course, you're always going to keep it in your home state. Najee Harris doing big things, not just on the football field, but off the field as well. First game, Cincinnati. That's the only thing we're worried about right now. Starting off 1 0. The standard, in the words of Mike Tomlin, the standard is the standard. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate your time, Najee. So I'm, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you get back to your workouts. So we don't hear any miss miss thrown numbers out about your weight. People saying you 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 overweight and this and that. So I'm gonna let you get back to your workout. <laughs> All right, man. I'll see you guys at camp. Uh, for anybody listening, if you guys show up, I'll see you guys at camp. Oh, you know everybody gonna show up. You already know that they're gonna be there. Yes, sir. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.